From best of San Francisco DDTV, The Pink Chill, and DD LaFrag. Hey, I've only lived in San Francisco for 30-something years. What do I know about it? San. Liberals? Mm. They're sadistic progressives. Francisco. This city is Junkies Incorporated. It's the Junkie Apocalypse. Damn. This ain't your phony soy boy San Francisco. This is the San Francisco Dam Zone. San Francisco Dam is a solo psychodramatic performance art storytelling podcasting platform. Hey everybody, it is Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021. Happy birthday, happy birthday to you. It's somebody's birthday all over the world. There are 50 states and 43 countries listening in to your daily Tough Love Kabetathon from the city of San Fran Theses here in Kami Fornaye. What's going on, new listeners? Welcome and regular listeners, I love you. Here is the San Fran Theses weather report currently. As I am recording your show in the afternoon, it is bright, brilliantly blue. Some clouds, pretty bright. Temperatures currently are 64 degrees Fahrenheit, and the winds are still coming from the west uh, at about 17 miles an hour. So sunny, nice, breezy in the sun when there's isn't any breeze. It feels about 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, everybody, I won't be doing a tough love kvetch today. I mean, how many kvetches can I do? How much tough love can I give this communist city that's been taken over by a bunch of freaks that are passing themselves off as liberals? I don't know, honeys, but here today, I'm talking about healing, music, art, and women artists. I'm specifically talking about Beyonce Knowles Carter, the singer, performer, and Charlotte Gainsbourg, the French actress singer. How those two women have been my COVID-19 quarantine art goddesses. Yes, they have, and I thank them so much. I'm a Motown baby, so I know what good black performances are. And yeah, I'm a sexist, womanist, bohemian, libertine, middle-aged black woman. So I'm specifically talking about Beyonce as a black identified woman and me as a black identified woman. Saying that I haven't necessarily been a Beyonce fan brings me to this moment to compliment her for her body of work and her videos. Now, San Francisco got put on the COVID-19 lockup. It was pretty hardcore. The mayor announced that March 17th, 2020. It it was scary because what she said is, well, people could shelter in place on the sidewalk. What could go wrong? Everything. Everything was a very scary time in San Francisco. I know it might sound corny. I, I know I'm being vulnerable. I've got to keep it real. It was a very scary time in here in San Francisco. It was It's like all the color went out of the city when that happened, this lockup. It was the most strict in uh, a major North American city. No art. Uh, bars were closed. Museums were closed. Libraries were closed. All the live music that I would go to several times a week. That was closed. Musicians leaving San Francisco, artists leaving San Francisco. The San Francisco that was before the COVID lockup, that that will never return. It's currently being rebuilt in a different 
it's a different San Francisco now. So during the scary time where we were on a curfew, couldn't leave the house uh, after 10 o'clock, we were on hardcore curfew. It was so much COVID scariness, wash your hands, don't do this, uh, six feet away from people, just fear, fear, fear. It was quite a scary time. It was very scary. So what I would do, because I love to walk, I love socializing, getting out. I'm a real artist, a real bohemian woman. I like socializing, my musician friends, my theater friends, my friends in dance. I'm a patron of the arts, going to the opera, going to the symphony, going to the theater. All that was gone, babies. Whew, just saying that, wow, poor San Francisco. So what I did is I was going to YouTube and watching more videos. I'm sure YouTube's viewership went up like pow, went up like gigantic. And I delved into the videos of Beyonce. San Francisco Damn Daily Truth Bombs. No Namby Pamby permission necessary. I think that a lot of people should just admit when they were wrong or it's it's or just admit that they changed their mind. Like I said, I've never been a hardcore fan of hers. I've always had a respect for her work ethic, being a Motown baby, raised listening to the best uh, black American music there there ever was. Um, the Motown stable of artists, my favorite artist, Stevie Wonder. Then there's Diana Ross and the Supremes, my female archetype. Uh, Smokey Robinson, The Temptations, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. Most black American music that you listen to now, except for hardcore rap, is like the grandchildren of Motown. So I was raised listening to some pretty awesome music. I got into Beyonce. And I don't... Um, when I'm walking around San Francisco, and I will bring up Charlotte Gainsbourg when I'm done talking about Beyonce, I, I, I don't walk around San Francisco listening to Beyonce. Uh, the relationship I have with Beyonce is watching her videos. Now, I myself have been in show business over 30 years. Yeah, how could that be when I'm 21 years old? No, I'm kidding. I'm old, y'all. <laughs> Young people call anybody over 45 old. And I get it. When I was young, I thought people 40 years old were like decrepit. I got into Beyonce's videos from YouTube. When Lemonade came out, her big psychodramatic, My Husband Cheated on Me, uh, Magnum Opus, that album came out. I ignored it. I didn't, I knew it was around. I didn't listen to Lemonade for over a year. Like I said, that's the kind of art snob I am. I admit it. I'm a little snobby. I know that art is arbitrary, and if somebody says, oh, you need to listen to this person, I kind of ignore them. I just let it marinate, and I, I listen to art on my own schedule. I, I gave, gave you all this buildup, right? So I delved into Beyonce's body of work on YouTube during the COVID-19 lockup when there was no nightlife except going to friend's house and not even that because everybody's scared to let you in their house, because we were all brainwashed to be so scared over COVID, which I know is a real thing, just like the flu is real, and just like the cold is, a cold is real, all right? So what blew my mind about Beyonce, what blew my mind, and I can watch it over and over and over and over, is Beyonce at Coachella. That is, I don't know if we're ever going to see a body of work like that from a black American artist. And I am not exaggerating. The Beyonce at Coachella or Baychella, as they call it. When you watch it, and I've got one of my favorite clips from it in the description box, 
watch the one where she is dressed in yellow. She has on, she, this is, this is a great piece of work. This is a masterpiece. Her people, her, her group, her staff, they need all, they need all the kudos in the world. It's a combination between a Vegas show, uh, Broadway. She goes through several different goddess archetypes. She comes out. It's hard to describe. It is one of the best stage shows I've ever seen in my life, hands down. I just, when I would want some energy, when I was feeling a little sad, I would watch Beyonce at Coachella. This is fabulous. She has on stage with her at least over 100 people. She's got a group of dancers, this big marching band. They hit all of the emotions. It's like Black American gospel music. There's some jazz. There's R&B. There's hip-hop. And this woman sings up a storm. She dances like a champ. She changes costumes on a dime. She's completely a psychodramatic performance artist. Now, there are a lot of people that hate on her. And I understand why where a lot of the hate comes from. Frankly, a lot of the hate on her is racism, just like a lot of people hated on Yoko Ono because she was with John Lennon of the Beatles. If Yoko Ono was a little skinny white woman instead of a little skinny Asian woman, she would have gotten a whole lot more support. They hate on Beyonce because she is a black woman. That's what I really believe. And also, Beyonce is the recipient of a lot of hair shaming. I'm sure it doesn't bother her at all. I've made a note of it. Now, the people who hair shame Beyonce are racist. That's historical. That's up there with Michael Jackson at the 25th anniversary of Motown. And yes, I still like Michael Jackson, just like some of you guys still like Elvis, who was a pedophile, and Woody, Al Woody Allen, who was problematic. I'm not going to deny that I like Michael Jackson. Yes, I do. Nothing's going to make me stop doing that. If you're going to cancel me, I'm canceled already. I'm regularly snubbed, but I'm regularly supported by some pretty important people. I just want to put that out there. Now, back to Beyonce. This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Dee Dee LaFrac. Hair shame and Beyonce, this is show business. All of your major female stars are wearing clip-on hair pieces, glued-on hair at the roots, from Jennifer Aniston to Farrah Fawcett to Christina Aguilera to Britney Spears to Adriana Grande to Billie Eilish, Eyelash, whatever her name is. They're all wearing hair pieces, all right? Beyonce gets ridiculously shamed for being a show business character because of racism. Does Dolly Parton get shamed for wearing big, gigantic, oversized wigs? She does not. And I have to just add this here. A lot of that hair shaming comes from black males who are inadequate. Some of you guys know your black male friends are always talking about black women's hair. What kind of man is going to shame the hair of women of his own race? I don't hear Jewish men talking about Jewish women's noses. I don't hear it. I don't hear Arab men talking about Arab women's noses. I don't hear it. I don't hear Asian men talking about uh, Asian women's bulimia, etc. I don't hear it. I don't hear that. So the Beyonce hair shaming has its birth in insecure and closeted gay males. I have to put that out there because her hair is a co-star 
All right, the way she swings that hair, everything is in coordination. And when I watch Baychella over and over, I am struck at the professionalism. And I think, wow, Richard would love that. Richard LaFrac, my late great husband, arts co-producer, soulmate, etc. Lasers up the Yahoo. He was a laser light specialist. He and his friend Wiggy Wolf are credited with bringing lasers to rock and roll with The Who, the band The Who. So I'm looking at all these lasers. When she comes down, she descends down off of this, this great stage. It's indescribable you have to look at it this they brought this they brought it in the middle of the desert she came down like a goddess she came down like a goddess she had like maybe i don't know 30 dancers first they came out doing their thing in a line it was like a black uh college marching band vibe new orleans mardi gras vibe and she comes down and then she does a james brown thing where she flicks her hand or her head then some fireworks you know she's moving the band with her hand it this is top-notch performance. This is never going to come again in the history of Black American music. Beyonce at Coachella, Baychella. I get lost looking at her videos. I have spent many hours looking at her videos. Her team deserves all the credit. They work in tandem with a great talent. She's one of the greats. Love her or not, this is one of the great entertainment artists in history. All right, that's Beyonce at Baychella. Now, like I said, I wouldn't walk around San Francisco listening to her. I'd go crazy watching her. She's so absorbing, beautiful. Diana Ross glamour, the Tina Turner athleticism, just gorgeous, beautiful, charming, loves her fans. Wow. All I can say is, wow, Ann, I, I know she would never listen to this, but people that she knows will listen to this, that lady is bad. Like, she is bad. Okay, Beyonce, thank you for all of your work, and thank you for soothing me over some pretty scary times here in San Francisco at night. I would be scared. My favorite piece at Baychella is the Everybody Mad Dance. Oh, my God. She does this break it's not even her song. She gets into her dance altar. She winds up. She gets into her uh, altered state, and she dances like hardcore Michael Jackson hard for like a minute and 20 seconds. It is, I think I've watched the Everybody Mad Dance clip on its own probably 200 or more times, more than that. So again, thanks, sweetheart. We're allergic to free-range, hyper-allergic control freaks. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac. Now, my second COVID-19 quarantine art comfort goddess is Charlotte Gainsbourg. She's French. When you think of Birkin bag, that's her mom, Jane Birkin, who is currently still living. She's known for singing with the whisper. They sing with the whisper. Stage whispery. Her mom was a 1960s sort of like an ingenue, but she got more famous uh, through Charlotte's dad. Charlotte's dad is a late, great French pop provocateur, Serge Gainsbourg. Oh, I love him. Melody Nelson. I love Serge Gainsbourg so much. I just, oh, I go crazy over him. I, if you guys don't know Serge Gainsbourg, I will put in the description box a couple of my favorite songs of his. So you can just go over to YouTube and look. I love her dad. 
So her mom hooked up with her dad. She was really young, skinny, pretty. They were 1960s, like free love, swinging freaks, having a good time over there in Britain and France. And again, her mom is, uh, they named the Birkin bag after her mom. She's a fashion iconoclast, also a singer-actress. Charlotte was born into this family. She started acting when she was 11 years old. Like Beyonce was a child star. Charlotte was too. But she had tragedy. Her dad basically died of being an alcoholic. He was like, you know, her father, one of the things he got famous for, the late, great Whitney Houston was on a French TV show, right? And and there's Serge Gainsbourg, unshaven with a cigarette. I think he had a cigarette in his mouth, drunk off his head. And he says, I want to F you. Look at you. I want to F you. And and, um, Whitney Houston like, what? (laughs) Whitney's like, and he was old and she was was at the height of her her, uh, youth. She's like, what? And then the the guy who was translating says, no, he did not say he wanted to F you. He did not say that. And Serge says, yes, I did. I said, I want to F you. (laughs) That's how naughty he was. Okay, so that's his daughter. She's a little bit more serious, but he died tragically. And then Charlotte had a half-sister who died. She uh, jumped out of a window, basically. So Charlotte has an album called Rest. She sings in French and English. It's called her album Rest. Now, that is the album. That's the the woman's music that I've listened to walking around San Francisco the most during the scary times in San Francisco during the COVID times or when we go out and get exercise and when the junkie apocalypse started and the drug dealers are going crazy and the streets were scary and deserted. I was listening to Charlotte Gainsbourg. Rest. I love that album. Now, Charlotte also makes videos. I don't really necessarily like watching her videos. I I love her music. I love Rest. Her videos are pretty much like her. She's intense. She's serious. They're not bright, colorful, pop, you know, uh, cotton candy like Beyonce's videos. Beyonce's videos are like movies. Beyonce, also her videos are heavily influenced by... Bob Fosse, Bob Fosse, the dancer, also Michael Jackson was heavily influenced by Bob Fosse. All right. Has has the show made sense? I didn't even look at the time. I wanted to give these ladies credit for helping to heal and soothe me. I like my therapies, aromatherapy, color therapy, talk therapy. Uh, Again, I know I'm a bit of an art snob who isn't. Art is arbitrary. People like what they like. Beyonce, kudos to you for Baychella. That's that's a once-in-a-lifetime performance. It will never come again. I think that's that's the top of the top in modern black American showbiz history. It certainly is. It's going to go down in history as such. She's one of the greats. She stands up there with Michael Jackson. She stands up there with Prince, Diana Ross, Tina Turner, Whitney Houston. She's one of the greats, like her or not. And Charlotte Gainsbourg with her moody serious, soft, whispery, jazzy, disco, French pop. The album Rest. Now, wow. I would just have Rest on a Loop. Okay, everybody. No kvetching, no tough love. All love. Thank you, ladies, and thank you, everyone, for listening. I love you. Guess what? I'm Didi Lafrac. I trust my vibe. San Francisco Dam. 
that's today's episode of the San Francisco Dam Podcast with sexist womanist Bohemian Didi LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to SanFranciscoDam.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening. <laughs>